On the All American Dream Podcast, we are a team of title experts on a mission to provide valuable and tangible advice that will help you grow into the best version of yourself, both personally and professionally. This kind of growth takes time and effort, but we're here for the long haul and ready to put in the work. Are you? Today on the podcast, we have Ryan Fisher. Ryan is an award-winning realtor for Remax Results in the Twin Cities Metro and leader of the pro team. He is hardworking, responsive, fast-moving, and works seven days a week. Ryan has built an incredible real estate business and has led tons of agents towards a successful real estate career. We're so excited to get some advice from Ryan today. Well, welcome, Ryan. We are so excited to have you here with us today. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of you know Ryan just because he's around a lot and people know the name Ryan Fisher, but we wanted to talk to him today, just kind of learn a little bit more about him, his avenue in real estate, and just dive deeper on your life, really. So as you know, finding success in real estate doesn't happen overnight, and a lot of successful realtors didn't start their careers in real estate, and I know you did not either. <laughs> so tell true. us where you actually started your career. Oh my gosh, if I go way back, let's see, I was probably working McDonald's. at a restaurant no, somewhere, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like everybody, right? Yeah. Um, but my career previous to uh, real estate was chiropractic, so I was actually a doctor of chiropractic, I worked out of Edina, Minneapolis area. I worked for Lifetime Fitness for a little while. Um, it was a great path. Did it for like seven years. Had multiple clinic locations. Um, yeah, it was fun. Helped a lot of people. Just really tough on the body. Yeah. You know, being in an office all day, working with patients. Uh, it's it tough on your knees, your joints, your fingers, your everything. Can I ask, were you manually adjusting or were you like doing like, I call it the clicker? Yeah, the clicker, but both. <laughs> okay. So I did mostly manual adjustments. Okay. So like hear the cracking, the crunching, all that stuff. It was, that's the what people thing really. Where like you're leaving your necks back and you're like. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gosh. Yeah. That's it, hard work. And that's a lot of strength you have to use. It, it, it's intense and you got to do it the right way. And you got to find the right chiropractor for your body type. Mm -hmm. like some chiropractors aren't good fit for certain people, and they walk out of there like, "Oh, that wasn't great." Mm -hmm. you know? So you got to find the right chiropractor. And I feel like did a really good job at making sure people found that right connection, making sure it was the right fit. And uh, you know, it's all about helping people. So if it's, if you're not a, not the right fit, you got to get them to the right person. Mm -hmm. And so um, did that for seven years. Uh, it was a long time to be doing it, but I give the chiropractors a lot of, uh, anybody that's practicing for 30, 40 years, give them a lot of credit. That's hard, on, hard on the body for yeah. sure. Because you think about every time you push on somebody's back, like right. that same pressure is coming back into your body. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's intense. So then what made like then all of a sudden, so you were like, okay, this is really hard on the body. I'm not as passionate about this maybe as I used to be, so I want to try to go then into real estate yeah, completely what opposite. Like, what? Like, how you know did that what? change? I'm going to do something else. Like, think, what was it? Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I don't think it was like me not liking it because I loved helping people, but it was more like, oh my gosh, my student loan debt is so big. <laughs> it's like, and it wasn't getting smaller. And I'm like, all right, I got to pick up a side hustle. Mm, yeah. Something to do outside of chiropractic to make extra money. Yeah. And so I think the the 
big differentiator is working extra hours. So it's work more hours equals make more money equals, you know, pay off debt faster. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, what can I do? I can't work in the clinic anymore because I'm going to be, my joints will be shat and I'll never recover from working with patients all day. So I was like, okay, I could do a little bit of remodeling work on some homes and start like general contracting buying some remodels of condos and start doing some of that stuff and learn those learn those trades a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so that's in 2000, I want to say 2010, 2011 is when I started doing a little bit of that. And then it just kind of ramped up from there. And by 2013, I was like, I got to get my real estate license. Like this is turning more into my passion yeah. than working in the clinic all day with patients. And I was like, okay, I want to be a part-time real estate agent and a part-time chiropractor. So I dropped down to 30 hours a week as a chiropractor and and uh, probably worked like 50 hours a week as a realtor. <laughs> it's like, so hard though. Everybody always says you can't be a part-time realtor because it's like if somebody needs you or you, I mean, were you like, oh my gosh, I got to get this call, but I got to crack this back. I mean, what, yeah. <laughs> how do you do that? <laughs> that was the hardest part. I was like, oh, wait a second. I'd be all anxiety ridden, right? Yeah, yeah. But the good thing is note taking and chiropractic takes the most time. Mm. So it's documentation and stuff takes up more time than actually working with patients. Okay. And so I would be like, go treat some patients and then I would go back to the office to do notes, call people back, respond to emails in real estate, mm. and then get ready for my next patient. And so it's like I found this really good rhythm of you know, dance in between two jobs. Yeah. And then I would prepare my night of showings while I was in the clinic. And then at the end of the day I would go out and show some homes. Would you say it was beneficial for you starting in as an agent because you kind of had a network already of as your patients, right? Like you yeah. working with so many people and then then you can, you know, who do you know who's buying or selling <laughs> in real estate? Yeah, guess what? You better refer me somebody before I adjust your neck. Yeah. Right. Or I don't know. Or, yeah. Like, but like, you d- it's yeah. I feel like you did have a really good like start jump to your career because you had this network of seven years right. of patience already. And they already. trust you already and they yeah. are, right, they would take advice from you for their health, so why not from their home, you know? Yeah, and I think part of it is selling them on that you're an expert in both. Right. Like people don't want to believe anybody can be good at two things, right? They don't want to think that their doctor is their realtor or their painter is their plumber, you know? Yeah. It's like, so you got to kind of pick one and so it's really hard to skip over from chiropractic over to real estate um, with patients. So I had to kind of earn that over years. It took a lot of time to kind of change my role with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really bring that up in the clinic too much. I would just say like, <laughs> I'm remodeling a house. If you know anybody looking to remodel, I've got some good tips. You yeah. Know? And so you gotta kind of give them little tidbits of information here and there. Right. So it was, it, but the networking for chiropractic was unbelievable. So I would be, I was already plugged into BNI groups, right. Firestorm marketing back in the mm. day. There was Firestorm. I don't know if that's even still around anymore. Um, Chamber of Commerce meetings. Um, you, you were already doing all of that. I, I was doing them every People week. People knew who you were. Yeah. yeah. I was like networking at those things every time, but I was there to be a chiropractor. 
I wasn't there to be a realtor. So I had to kind of like, right. so I already had these networks formed, but now it, now it was recreating those networks, letting people know that I was actually doing something different. Mm-hmm. And so, but I already had the trust and knew how to network and knew how to market. And that was very helpful. And so when you first started and you started with Remax right away, correct? Yeah, right away. And so now you have an entire team. So yeah. you went from solo Ryan to a team Ryan, or how did that transition happen? So uh, a friend of mine, his name is David Olson, uh, met with me one day and was like, hey, come join my team. I think you'd be good in real estate. And so I got my license, joined his team. So I was Ryan Fisher on the Twin Cities Property Finder team. Okay. And then um, kind of spread my wings and went over time and went independent and then it's like, oh, this is not that fun being alone. I'd rather have a lot of people around me to share ideas with and collaborate with. And so then it went from being team Ryan to solo, kind of solo Ryan to big team Ryan. And just kind of ramped that up as fast as I could. And so tried to add one one or two agents every month or so. And I was going to ask, is there a method to the madness? So like, yeah. let's say there is someone who wants to start to be a team leader and and, and get people on their team what would you say the method is because you obviously want to have the right fit someone who fits like I don't not necessarily vibe but like your morals your structure how you want to be an advocate for folks out there in real estate right and so how do you like because we've heard a lot of other people do like disc tests and stuff like that but how did you go about of I need to hire one person every single month in order to get to a to B to C. And then how did you also know, because you also want to make the right fit, and that probably took some time, of how did you know who how to hire the right person for your team? Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a little bit of a gut check right, when you're doing it. Like, my gut check is, are they nice? Mm-hmm. Are they good communicators? Are they going to be a professional that I would want to sit on the other side of the table and negotiate and deal with. And if I can see that relationship being there, if they're nice, I always say they got to be nicer than me. (laughs) So like I want to be the meanest one on the team. So if I'm the meanest one on the team, like it's going to work out just great. (laughs) But, but I think you really don't know. Um, I don't recruit. I don't go out after agents. I won't call anybody. So they're Um, calling you saying, how can I be a part of your team? Yeah. I love uh, that. Yeah, I will never go out there and poach somebody's agent unless they call me and say, hey, I'm thinking about moving to a different team. It's not the right fit. Did it start that way, though? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah it's it's kind of always been that way. Um, I'm like, all right, right I'm just going to keep selling houses myself. And if people come along that want to join in the system mm-hmm. that works, then um, my system is like a system that has doubled my business every year. Mm-hmm. Okay, and like for nine years, it's been doubling my business every year. And if you follow it and you do it, your business should explode. Especially those first couple of years, it's crazy. Everybody has like kind of a max potential. Like if you've got four kids, you've got a max potential that's probably lower than somebody that has no kids. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. and me seeing what it's like with one kid right now. It's different than having no kids. Like, my max potential has gone down probably by 30%. 
and it's just just time gets eliminated out of your day mm-hmm. and so you know you you got to kind of know that you're limited on hours and then you got to maximize that time that you have speaking of that how do you then balance of so there's work-life balance but there's also then leader and production balance right like of if you and it depends what that looks like for you and your team, right? Like if you want to, some team leaders are just like, yep, they're not going to sell anymore and just lead or some are want to produce as well. How do you maximize all of that time in a day? Because as a leader, if I'm on your team and I have questions, I'm going to you being like, hey, this is what I'm coming to. But you're like, okay, yes, great. I want to help you out. But then I also have this listing or how how has that all worked itself out? And what would you say some tips or tricks that you could give other people that have worked for you? Yeah, um, I think systems are great for everything, right? Like I'm very, I follow protocols, I follow systems for every part of my day. And my, mm-hmm. my wife, Ashley, would be like, yeah, that's Ryan. Like, <laughs> like, he time blocks brushing his teeth. A, yeah, he time he's got a protocol hair, no. that like, he follows with Ella in the morning because it keeps her you know, moving forward and keeps the day moving. And so my priority is clients first. Like I'm all about working with my clients, working with my my potential leads, my potential people that I want to help first. Uh, the team, the system that we have set up, it goes from um, every agent on our team that needs help has a coach. And so agents that aren't experienced or that are newer, they have a coach. They go to that coach first, so they don't call me right away. That's nice. Yeah. So it's kind of like they go to the coach, they can't help, they go to the Facebook page or our team email, ask everybody, kind of like a helpline, and then if there's nobody timely responding, they call me. So I probably get two to five calls a day, which, you know, maybe an hour of the day that it gets taken away. Well, um, the size of the team that you have, that's impressive. Yeah, How many yeah. agents are on your team currently? I think we have like 28. We lost a couple over, yeah. the, over the kind of tougher economy right now. Yeah. And so people are kind of looking at their careers and saying, hey, is this right for me? Mm-hmm. Um, but so I'd say like right around 28, I'd have to recount. It's like a, <laughs> yeah. every day is like yeah. up and Where down. Where are we at? <laughs> I've got some people that put their license on ice for a couple of months while they go out of, out of town for the winners. And they go down to Arizona or over to LA or wherever they go and Florida. And then they come back and they're like, oh, like I'm back in action. Now I'm yeah. like, get me back in the system. Um, so it's all about just having that system so that people can continue to grow their career without feeling like you're leaving them hanging. I never want to leave an agent like on the fringe waiting for an answer. So our right. team is ultra collaborative. Everybody shares ideas. We share same system everything that i do for my business i share with my teammates everything that the teammates do they have an opportunity to share with the other teammates so that it cuts down on their cost of doing those services Um, so if we're sending out mailers you know everybody has an opportunity to send out the same mailers so it's just but some agents won't won't do it you know they just won't send out the mailers they won't put together a contact list they won't organize their database and so everybody's got a little different style does that, if someone on your team doesn't want to follow the system or buck the system, how do you manage that as a leader to help them 
got because it's like right yeah. the proof is in the pudding right yeah. so it's like i'm not trying you know don't even re- recreate reinvent the wheel whatever that saying is yeah. i have this like help here for you this is the benefit of being on the team and so because leadership is very interesting to me i i enjoy it and so how would you say is if someone like if you have a person who's like okay well i don't want to do the mailers or i don't want to do the lead generating or whatever that looks like how do you get them back on track or or don't you or don't you yeah i mean so that's i think that's different in every team like our team some teams are like very handholdish like they're going to walk you through and say hey you're getting you're deviating from our system we need to get back on let's do xyz and that's that's um not our team our team is more like hey you Here's your systems to plug into. Yeah. If you want to be successful, do it. If you don't, don't do it. But I'm not going to be there to like make you do well, it. Well, and they're coming yeah. to you because they want to be on your team. They yeah. want to follow you. And I didn't recruit them. Yeah. Like I'm not a I'm not an active recruiting agent. Right. I'm an active real estate agent selling, leading by example to inspire people to grow their real estate business so that they can be uh, better agents. And so if I uh, I want to be a good role model. I don't want to be a handholder. So I've kind of set it up that way where I can be that way, which is really awesome. And you created your own system yeah. for your business. Yeah. It's not like you went to some course or whatever. No. You came up with a system that worked for you, and that's what you share with your team. Yep. So it's unique. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a very, there's a lot of moving parts in it, and it's very hard to imitate because it's taken nine years to form it that way uh, but it's the big secret yeah but I think the big <laughs> I think the big secret is just you don't make a lot of money off of doing one thing you make a lot of money by doing a lot of things and so I think if you want to be successful in real estate you can't just like send out mailers and wait for the phone to ring you've got to like you send, can't yeah yeah like, it, it's crazy like you think you can do one thing I mean think, I think the only uh, activity that very uh, directly impacts a people person's business in real estate is cold calling mm-hmm. and that can change somebody very quickly from being cold, uh, a quiet board agent sitting at home to having a book of business um, it's a hard a very very hard way to grow a business I wouldn't say I would want to do it again <laughs> but my first couple of years it was like pick up the phone call people call anybody see who invites you into their home and and you know, connects with you. You have to have tough skin because you're going to get no. A lot. A lot. Yeah, like 99% of the time. And you got to continue to chase the no. It's not just no, it's like hardcore no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like slam, Door slam, slammed in your face. Slam no. in your face, yeah. swear words at you. And that's yeah. hard to like then, yeah. like, okay, well then uh, that happened to me. I'm lead generating there. Like, don't ever call me, you know what? And then yeah. hang up and then it's like, well, why would I want to make my next call? Yeah. So what do you, what would you suggest? Because we've all been there, but what would you suggest of like, how did you overcome that, that you would tell a new agent who was lead generating or door knocking or what, whatnot, yeah. hustling at it to get it is like, and then you'd get that defeat. How do you over, what do you do overcome it? Are you just like playing Eminem, you know, and like, just like let yeah. it go and then yeah, like gotta, do it again? Or you just gotta, <laughs> I think you gotta have fun with it. Like, I, you know, Anytime somebody gets mad at you, I just try to kill them with kindness. Like, yeah, hey, I'm here to help any way I can. Like, I'm not Have here nice to sell day. you anything that you don't want. <laughs> that you don't want. Like, I'm not a salesperson. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to put my services out there, and if you need them, they're here. And so I kind of like started keeping track of how many people would 
throw F-bombers at me. Yeah. And, like, threaten to kill me. <laughs> the first couple and you days, made a game out of it. Yeah. Down the road. And I was like, God, people are so, some people are so mean. They yeah. could have just hung up on me, and I would have been okay with it. Right. But they had to do that. The Minnesota like, night. Nice. timing yeah. wasn't right on yeah. those calls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something went, yeah, that was... But I stuck with it, you know, and mm-hmm. like you can't be, you're going to get those. And that's one of the things we talk about on our team meetings is we have monthly team meetings where we hop on a Zoom call and that's like getting thick skin is super critical. Mm-hmm. you got to have thick skin and not be afraid that you're going to have problems. You're going to have door knockers, people that pull up, pull, have a shotgun when they answer the door. <laughs> like, Has that know, really happened? Oh, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah, at least once. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Like that it, would stop me cold from knocking on another door. <laughs> yeah. like, so you find a system that you're really comfortable with, and yeah. and then you keep doing it. So like if I have an open house, like door knocking and welcoming them to the open house to have food, it's really easy. Yeah, people like food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you go and knock on their door and have them hand them a flyer, you're like they're gonna like who knows what they're interrupting and they're gonna be. Yeah. Mad at you. Mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. Some people will be mad or freaked out that somebody's knocking on their door. Yeah. You know, it's like nobody knocks on the door anymore. I know. Like the, even the delivery guys, they just slide your package Take up to the door. Take a picture of it. it and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Send, you, send you an email <laughs> saying you saying it's there. So it's it's uh, you gotta have thick skin. I think yeah. that's the name of the game, and you can't be afraid to do stuff that other people won't do. And I think the combination of door knocking, cold calling, mailers, having lunch with friends. People don't do it anymore. They just don't, you know, text somebody and say, hey, mm-hmm. let's grab Chipotle. Yeah. Like, let's go get noodles. Let's go to Panera. I just, let, I want to catch up. Let's grab lunch. It's been too long. Like, people just don't do it, especially since the pandemic. So it's been, like, I think I've got two people I'm meeting with next week that I haven't seen for a long time. And I'm like, God, what's going on in their life? I need to reach out to them and reconnect. And it's, you know, it's refreshing. It's nice. It's well, fun. Well, what I was going to say is one of the things, if someone who knows you knows that you are like the referral master, I think actually yeah. Melanie wrote the <laughs> referral king. <laughs> um, so obviously that helps grow your network and like growing your network and growing your business. So how, what would you say is how did you start on that? Cause I, like right here, I hear you saying like going out to lunch, touching base with friends. Yeah. You were in networking groups like BNIs and things along those lines. Um, are you what are you still doing those kind of yeah. items still? And then what would you say is how would you tell a newer agent to get that to be the ne- to be the, the referral prince yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> to, to try to get up there to um, because that is a big piece of I know like particularly myself I, like my air conditioner went out and I like got two quotes and then it dawned on me I should call my realtor and Absolutely. ask if they should know yeah. someone and They're then the I did and then that was the cheapest quote the that he yeah. gave me, you know, that his connection. And I was like, oh, duh, you know? So like how, what would you say to a newer agent or a newer agent on your team of how do you build your network and build that referral business? Cause that's a big uh, arrow in your quiver. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's huge. I think BNI was the best thing I ever did. Like business networking, international, I think that's what, yeah. what it stands for. I was uh, in that too. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like it, their philosophy is the giver's gain. So if you give more, you get more. And so I got really, really big into making sure that I was giving more to people that surrounded them, that I were They will around, remember around you me. for it. Yeah. 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 Like if I, if I have a plumber in the group and I send to him or an electrician or a contractor and I give them business, like 
they come across somebody that's ready to sell a house, they might send them my way. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just got really good at finding a really good group of people that I trusted with my family, with my friends, and that made me look really good because I'd hand off really good referrals to them. And they would, they would do a great job, and then they would keep me in mind when they met somebody that needed a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, this is the cat's meow. It's right. like, the, it's the best. <laughs> right. Like if I, if I truly am doing everything out of the best interest of, of clients, out of people, out of friends, like they're going to send me business back and they're going to be happier. And if they're, if they're happier people, they're going to remember me. Yeah, it's yeah. so true. If you help people out, they'll remember you. And it's like from being in BNI too, I just remember like it was always top of mind in every conversation I had. I would listen to everything someone would say. And if it's somehow related to somebody I knew, like if they were complaining about their car, I got an auto guy. Or, the, you know, it's like you just and then if they end up helping them and doing a good job, they, they thank you for that. They remember you and they want to do something nice for you in the future. So it's, that's how it all works. Givers gain. Givers you know? gain. That's I it. mean, it, it's it's amazing. Ryan, do you have a thing where you, so I guess like what's CRM or what do you use to manage all of the names then? So I created an app for that. I created an app called Refer, R-E-F-E-R-R, and it's a free download on the app store. Um, But I created that where I put all of my referral partners, all the people that I trust into this app, and it has their name, their phone number, their business name, their email address if they have one. Uh, Some people don't, surprisingly. Um, and uh, you'd be surprised how many contractors don't have email or don't wow. check email. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then you put that information in there and you organize it into categories. So if somebody says, I need a plumber, I go to my plumber category. I always go to the plumbers. I don't know why. <laughs> They're top of yeah. mind for you. need plumbers or something? <laughs> yeah, I think I had some toilet issues yeah. or something last night. So plumbers are right there yeah. right now. Um, but uh, they, yeah, put them under the plumber category and you pull up the plumbers and you've got five there that are trusted and you're like, okay. And you can put notes in there about each one. Like this guy specializes in new homes. This guy specializes in, mm-hmm. in fixing a faulty toilet, like small stuff. And it just helps you stay organized. So I put people in there just like my virtual BNI group. Right. And it makes it easy to share. So all I, all I need to do is press a forward arrow on the app to text it to somebody. If somebody I usually just there. text you when I want a name. That works too. I just text him and, and I'm like, do you know someone? And then he just sends it to me. I could go to the app. It goes, well, it's, <laughs> it's easy just to text me and then I send it from the app. And yeah. it it's my organizational system that doesn't need to be yours. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the app is more about keeping me organized so that I can find my people. Right. So I built this app for my referrals um, and for my partners. And, and then I was like, why don't I just put it out there for free for other people to use? And so it's been a free download for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think we've got like 10,000 people that are using it right now, which is awesome. I, mean, I thought there'd be like hundreds of thousands by now. Are you like, the only one in the realtor category I, on there? Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of realtors in there, but I wish. <laughs> but it's unbelievable how many people don't have a system to organize their, their network. Most people don't. Yeah. Like but it's I, a great idea if you think about it, like, so you don't forget. Who yeah, it's like nice to have them all in one spot. Yeah. So I guess you could put them in your phone as plumber, but you might not have notes in there. And so this app allows you to save notes about each person. And it allows you to, to easily share those contacts if somebody needs them. So it's really great for my clients who are like, hey, I need a contractor. I, I need, need the AC guy. I need mm-hmm. the AC guy that was going to save me a bunch of money. You know, it's the holidays. It's. We're tighter on money, but we need a furnace for 
our Christmas celebration. Mm-hmm. And so I've got notes in there for like, here's your cheapest guy to get a furnace from. And if you need a furnace for 2,800 bucks, I got a guy, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just nice to know who can fit those budgets. I mean, it's not going to be your 20 year furnace. It might be a 10 year furnace, but at least it fits the budget and gets you through Christmas and gets you through to the next mm-hmm. 10, 10 years, which when money gets tight, you got to, you got to do everything you can to get through the next couple months. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the shifting market. I was market. just say, speaking of the shifting market. Oh my gosh, cue, we think alike. Cue the bell, right? Simpatico. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, so speaking of the shifting market, you know, obviously you've built a great business for yourself and your systems, but nobody can ever predict what's going to happen mm-hmm. in the world, right? Right. So since the market has shifted, as we all know, what advice have you given to your team members and what advice would you give to other agents on things they should be doing right now to adjust to this market? Yeah, this is, that's the big question right now. <laughs> the million dollar yeah. question. Yeah. One biggest thing is hanging in there. Like things, everybody, I mean, there's ups and downs in every business and you just got to like be there, keep doing what you're doing and, and be a professional. Don't change who you are because of it. Keep your morals high. Keep, you know, keep your client satisfaction, your, your um, take care of people, you know, and keep doing what you're doing best. And but the number one thing I'm telling teammates right now is make sure that you are you're going to be it used to be 80% time showing houses and working with clients and 20% marketing. Yep. Now we're the opposite. Now we're 80% marketing, showing value to clients, showing value to our networks, yep. um, staying in front of people. So 80% marketing, 20% working with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's like a very, you got to shift that time over from working with clients to marketing and Maybe marketing doesn't have to be like spending money on Zillow, which is ridiculous right now. I mm. mean, like $1,500 for a lead that goes nowhere it mm. is insane. I think the worst money you can spend right now is on online leads and stuff like that. But the best thing you can spend money on right now is is buying a friend lunch yeah. or taking somebody out for coffee or um, inviting your clients or your past clients to a beautiful family photo event or um, some kind of holiday festivity, you know. So I think the best money you can spend is on your network and your your family and your friends. Um, The worst money you can spend is on leads right now. So I think people are just going to start throwing away money on online leads that are just not going to pay off. Um, So I think the shift is real and and now's the time to put, put it back in your marketing of your relationships. So invest in yourself. If someone does want to have a cup of coffee with you or have a little Chipotle burrito, where do they find you? <laughs> My signs are scattered throughout the cities. <laughs> if you want a Chipotle burrito, just take a selfie in front yeah. of one of my signs. There you go. Face it I love that. Take, take a selfie Facebook. in front of one of his signs and tag him and you'll get a Chipotle a $10 burrito. $10 Chipotle gift card, maybe $11 now, oh depending on gosh. what they're charging. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, that's one way to get a hold of me. But yeah, yeah I mean, calling, texting me is always great. You know, we're all, I'm always looking to meet with new people that are looking to learn and expand their business. And it's just fun to connect with different business owners too that are are looking to create a new networking partner right. or somebody to learn from or work with. And I'm always here. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank That's you. Awesome. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. 
Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the All American Dream Podcast. We hope you loved it as much as we did. For more content, please follow us on Instagram at All American Dream Podcast. We look forward to chatting with you soon.